Well, hello, and good morning. It is currently about 11 a.m. on a fine Saturday morning where I live. It is 10-23-2021. We are heading into week 7. Well, we've already started week 7. My name is Joshua Hervey. Uh, people call me Sir Potato TV. That is my gamer tag. That is my Twitch. That is my Twitter. Um, you can follow me in all those places. Um, I'm here to give you a matchup, uh, matchup report. I am here to help you, help you, help you in this week seven of fantasy football. Uh, but before we actually move on with the matchups, let's talk about this Thursday night game. We had a, it was kind of a snooze fest in my eyes. Case Keenum filled in for an injured Baker Mayfield, which it could be a longer injury for Baker Mayfield. It does turn out he has a fracture in his shoulder, non-throwing shoulder of that matter. He, Case Keenum could see some run in the next few weeks. Uh, this is a game without Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, and the guy everybody went to the waivers for, Dearns Johnston, looked very good. Now, I don't know if this is a matter of fresh legs or if this is actually, hey, he looked good against a Broncos defense that has been very pretty solid against, you know, opposing running backs etc. And I know Von Miller did get hurt in this game and he didn't return, but um, there's something to say. There's not really a whole lot to talk about in this game, to be honest. Um, the Browns did come out with the victory. They won 17-14 to over the Broncos. Bridgewater, Case Keenum, they didn't throw for 200 yards. Uh, both of them never threw for 200 yards at all in this game. Um... I mean, Teddy Bridgewater did throw two touchdowns. They were both to running backs, and they were close enough into the red zone to where it wasn't a ton of yardage. Uh, speaking of running backs on the Broncos' side, Javante and Melvin Gordon did see a 50-50 split once again this week, and I know it is frustrating to us fantasy owners because you don't know what is going to happen each week. And you just have to, especially during this this next few weeks with all these buys, you're probably going to have to start these guys in your lineup. Uh, so that being said, Teddy Bridgewater did play hurt in this game. He did not look very good. And um, he did throw two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he could have done a lot worse. He did throw an interception. And the broadcasters after the interception were like, he is playing injured and... Um, if he wasn't injured, he probably would have been able to make, made a better throw. Um, so I guess we're just going to moderate Teddy Bridgewater. He was a game-time decision coming in, and I think they should have just probably started Drew Locke. Uh, they're probably losing this game anyways. Uh, long story short, that's basically it. Uh, a game where people maybe went out and grabbed Donovan's People's Jones and maybe plugged him in your lineup. I'm sorry, you got a goose egg. Uh, both Landry and OBJ were active in this game. Uh, Landry did see eight targets, which is very promising moving forward. I think he did re-injure himself. I think OBJ re-injured himself, too. Uh, other than that, there's not a whole lot to talk about in this game. Uh, 
I do want you to know that Anthony Schwartz is a guy. I know he isn't seeing a lot of targets every week, but he is a guy that you can keep an eye on this year if you're in a dynasty league, if you are in a keeper league, and you're on like deep, deeper rosters, deeper bench spots. He's a guy you might want to add at the bottom of your roster, and he could pay. He could pay you dividends uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, especially when we have all these soft tissue injuries already this year, uh, and Jarvis Landry is, you know, dealing with injury himself. You got OBJ, who is non-existent. Who we could talk about next week uh, during waivers, what to do with OBJ. Uh, but that's a ba- basically it. Um, let's head into the matchups this week. We got six teams on by uh, in week seven, and. Uh, we got the Bills, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Jaguars all on by, and they all have very, very, very good starting fantasy relevant players. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, maybe five startable quarterbacks on there. Um, you got, I think every team has a viable starting running back. Uh, I mean, except for maybe the Bills. I mean, the Bills, you're starting a running back, but they're lower end. But still, you're losing out. Um, You got a bunch of receivers. You got tight ends. Uh, I mean, it's going to be crazy this week. So let's get into our first game. This is uh, Green Bay versus Washington. Green Bay is actually an eight-point favorite with an over. This game is an over-under of 47.5. Here's the deal. You're starting anybody on the Packers, regardless of matchup. Uh, everybody like Rodgers, Jones, and Adams um, in this game. I honestly, I don't think you can start Randall Cobb, Aquinius, St. Bar. I don't think there's a number two receiver worth viable starting. That's a viable starter in the a Packers offense. Here's a guy you can start, though, I think, in a pinch. Like I said, it's by Mageddon. It's by Apocalypse. Uh, those are taken from Fantasy Football Focus and... Uh, football, uh, fantasy footballers, uh, those two phrases right there. Uh, so you can call it whatever you will. I'm going to call it the gauntlet of weeks coming up with the buys. That's, I think that's a pretty d- decent term. Uh, so I think A.J. Dillon in this game, because they're eight-point favorites, they could get up to a huge lead. I think A.J. Dillon could see a lot of run this week. I think he is a very fine flex play. He has been seeing a little bit more usage. Uh, that being said, if you, again, have another week where Adams or Jones, you know, maybe they, you know, get off to a big lead right away, maybe you don't see as much of them in the second half being used. That is probably why. It's because they're off to a lead. This is a game where the game flow should be in favor of Taylor Heineke. Uh, I know it hasn't worked out the last two weeks in these uh, favorable games. Uh, well, at least last week versus Kansas City, which should have been favorable, did not work out. Uh, I still think he is a streaming option this week. He still has that 30-point upside. He's to high 20s upside in the QB range um, to where uh, where, where he, pro- he proved it against the Bills, and he just didn't do it against Kansas City. He's doing it against the Saints. So let's see what happens here. Uh, honestly... 
you're starting Ricky Seals Jones Jr. He was a hot waiver wire pickup. He is literally playing all the snaps with the absence of Logan Thomas uh, being hurt. Um, both Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin are expected to play. Terry McLaurin, I, I think it's a soft tissue like hammy injury, and Antonio Gibson, it, it's shin. He like fractured his shin, shin splints. I don't know what the the severity of it is. He's playing through it, and he probably won't be healthy all year round until they have a bye week, and then maybe he can get closer to full healthy. Uh, but here's the thing: it's it's bye weeks, so if Antonio Gibson is playing, I think you have to play him, and. It's going to suck because he might be in and out of the game. He might be less used in this game. But I think it's a game where you still have to start Antonio Gibson. You drafted him there. You have to play him. There's a lot of good players on by this week. And there's a chance you probably just have to play Antonio Gibson. So if he's on the field, I think you're playing him. Uh, The guy that I like, though, that I haven't talked about, J.D. McKissick this week. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people might be on him. Uh, he's being utilized a lot. I think the game flow is going to be in his favor. I think you can start J.D. McKissick, lock him in your lineup, and I think he can get you very good production for where you you either picked him up off of waivers or he was a tail-end draft pick. Uh, but I think I think he can be valuable this week against the Green Bay in a favorable mat, uh, in, in, a, in a favorable matchup flow game. Uh, I guess is how I should say it. Uh, Kansas City versus Tennessee. Kansas City is favored by four. Over under is 57 and a half. Kelsey, neck injury, was off the injury report. Hill, quad, did not practice, but he's still expected to play. Remember, he played last week. He loved the game, and he came back into the game. And I think it's going to be one of those things where maybe he might be in and out, but I still, he he's, he's probably going to play. Um... Let's see, Julio Jones re-aggravated his hammy. He's most likely not going to play. A.J. Brown has been sick. He hasn't been able to hold any food down. Uh, but he's expected to play. He told people he's going to play, and he should be able to play through this. Um, but here's the thing. You're starting Mahomes. You're going to start Darrell Williams. You're going to start Kelsey. You're going to start Hill. I think Nicole Hardman is a flex option in this game. He has been seeing usage the last couple games. And like I said, we're in a week where there's a, sh- a ton of buys. And I think if you have to roll Nicole Hardman out this week, there's worse players you can start. Um, so uh, Nicole Hardman, I think, is a flex option this week. Um, going to Tennessee side of the ball, you're obviously going to start Derrick Henry. He is the number one overall fantasy player. He's got 10 touchdowns on the year. He's got double the amount of rushing touchdowns than any other running back in the league. Um, A.J. Brown, like I said, he's starting. I think you have to start this guy in a shootout. Um, And I even think uh, as a dart throw, DFS, and I know Ryan Tannehill has not been up to par, but this is a week I think you could stream Ryan Tannehill uh, either in DFS or your season logs, depending on who your options are, and might get good production. Uh, like I said, I don't think I have him inside my top 12 this week, even though the matchup is there. I just haven't seen enough from Tannehill. Um, long story short, he's very 
startable. That's all I got to say. I just I don't like him this week. He's just outside my top top quarterbacks. Um, let's move on to the next game. We got the Falcons. We got the Falcons versus the Dolphins. Atlanta is favored by two and a half. Over under over under of forty seven and a half. Um let's see the news. Preston Williams, Devontae Parker questionable. Um uh, Miami side of the ball. Uh Tua Kaseki, Jalen Waddle. Tua is one of those streamer quarterbacks. They have actually the Dolphins have attempted more passes than any other team in football this year. Uh they don't have a run game. So I think you can start those guys. Uh, I I mean, obviously you like Tua better if Parker is available, but I still think he's a very good streaming. He might make the tail end QB1. Uh, let's put it this way. I like the, the guy on the other side of the ball a little bit better than Tua. This, I just I have trust issues with Tua, and it is just um, maybe he's taken a step forward this year, but it's just a lot of trust issues with me and Tua personally. Uh not that I don't like the player at all. Uh, it's just uh, I am more of a fan of a guy with Matt Ryan who I understand he might be dumping passes off to Cordero Patterson. He might be doing short passes like Big Ben, but I still think he might be. I like him over two of this week. Uh, but Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, they're all in your lineups this week. Kelvin Ridley is back. He did have a personal issue where he did not make the London trip. Uh, that being said, he was on a bye last week, and he is back with his personal uh, with without his personal issues, and he she, he's good to go in this game. Uh, let's talk about the the Jets versus New England. New England is a seven point favorite with an over under of forty two and a half in this game. Uh, Mac uh, Mac Jones. Has looked better the last few weeks, but here's the thing: they're going to run all over the Jets. I think it's going to be Damian Harris. Um, obviously, the few throws. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been targeted a ton. I love Jacoby Myers as a flex this week. Hunter Henry is an option at tight end this week. Uh, he has actually had ten fantasy points the last three weeks, and for a starting tight end, uh, that is something that uh, you don't get very often. Um, especially with uh, that range of guys um, where you uh, maybe have Hunter Henry. Um, uh, the Jets side of the ball, I don't know if you can really start anybody except for flex. Michael Carter is a flex option, desperation. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, they're all flex. Uh, New England's defense is actually pretty good, and this matchup is going to be tough sledding for the Jets. Um, long story short, you're starting everybody on New England. Now, Damian, uh, going back to New England, before I actually move on off of this game, I forgot to mention Ramondre Stevenson is a guy that might get looks this week, a lot more looks, um, and he actually looks good too, so he's a guy, if you have to start this week, or even just pick him up if you have that roster spot, he might get a lot of usage moving down the road. They might expand his role. He is somebody that I guess if you have to start in a pinch this week, you can start him. Uh, let's go to the Bengals versus the Rams. Baltimore, uh, sorry, both Bengals versus the Ravens. My bad. Um, 
Baltimore is favored by six and a half points. The over under is forty eight and a half. Uh, we have a, a couple news. Uh, Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins are already ruled out of this game. So it's going to be uh, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and probably Tyson Williams back in uh, being activated uh, off off practice squad. Um, my guess is Devontae Freeman is going to see the bulk of the carries. He's going to take over that Latavius Murray role. And he actually looked good last week. Out of all three of the running backs that played for Baltimore, he actually looked good last week. He probably looked like the best running back. And obviously Tyson Williams is probably third on the pecking order, especially since he was in a doghouse. They don't really like him. Uh, Devontae Freeman's really the only guy I'm looking at on this in this backfield that you can start in your lineups. Marquise Brown is startable. Uh, Mark Andrews, you're obviously starting Mark Andrews in this game. Uh, Rashad Bateman is a volume flex play for me. He saw the targets. The yards aren't there. The depth of targets not there. Uh, a lot of people, if you don't know what I mean by depth of target, it is uh, a dot average depth of target. So uh, I, I kind of spoke a little bit about this uh, last week uh, in one of the last later episodes. Uh, I, I had Amon Ross St. Brown. Um and uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, yeah. Uh, his average depth of target was not very good. He, yeah, he he caught five balls, but it was for like 30 yards. So uh, you just got to watch. You got to look up. There's like ways you can like look at it. Pro Football Focus has all that information. Uh, on the Bengals side of the ball, Joe Burrow has a tough matchup. I think he is borderline quarterback one in this game. Uh, the problem is their pace of play. The Bengals' pace of play is is slow. Um, they don't run a lot of plays, but Jamar Chase are starting. I, li- I like Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd might actually have a pretty decent matchup this week. They might have to utilize Tyler Boyd this week as well, uh, especially if they get behind. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. So I think Tyler Boyd is in for... Uh, Tyler Boyd is one of those guys you don't like to start when both Higgins and Chase are healthy because he has not done well. Now, there's a, a small game sample, but he hasn't had more than like 30 yards when both Higgins and Chase are are there. So uh, if you had to play Boyd this week, I feel sorry for you. But I do think this could be an okay game for him. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Carolina versus the Giants. Carolina is three-point favorite. Over-under is 46. There's a lot of injuries in this game. I'm sorry. Let me, let me go through some injuries. There's no Christian McCaffrey. Chiba Hubbard starting. Uh, let's see here. You got Kadarius Tony is ruled out. Galladay is ruled out. Barkley is ruled out. Um, you have Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, John Ross, all questionable. Shepard did suffer a setback with his hamstring injury. Slayton will likely play. It looks like he looks good in practice. Um, long story short, this game... You got Daniel Jones. Uh, Devontae Booker has actually got a very good matchup uh, against Carolina, who's been averaging the last few weeks like the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, 
so I I think that I like that. Uh, dart throws. Ah, they reactivated Dante Pettis off a of practice squad. I'm assuming this is in line with some of the injuries. Uh, maybe Shepard doesn't play, but check this. Dante Pettis last week had 11 targets, five receptions, and 48 yards. CJ Board is on IR. Uh, like the injuries on the Giants are just so crazy. I think a Dante Pettis is a dart throw this week. I think he's only a DFS play. If you're in deeper, like 16 team leagues, I think you could honestly maybe start Dante Pettis and probably get like 10 fantasy points. That's all I'm saying. Like, out of the guy that's probably on your waiver wire, you can go pick up right now, this instant, before Sunday game. And I think you could play him and be just fine. Evan Ingram is nothing if he plays. He hasn't produced anything since he's been a tight end. Um, that being said, uh, go to the other side of the ball. We got Sam Darnold, DJ Moore, Chubba Hubbard. Uh, those guys are all startable this week. Darnold's a streaming option. The Giants... Uh, just temper your expectation with Donald. He hasn't had a good fantasy week yet it, with the absence of CMC. So uh, just tender your expectations. It is a good matchup. Uh, Robbie Anderson is interesting to me because he has seen 29 targets in the last three weeks, and he hasn't really amounted up to all those targets. He hasn't produced with all those targets. And for some reason, Darnold still throws the ball to him. So I think there's a chance that Robbie Anderson might find some sort of production. He might blow up this week, honestly. Uh, that being said, I think he can be a flex play this week. I think you should have dropped him. But obviously with buys and stuff, uh, you might have to play him. Uh, you might have to play him or trade him. Um, and let me tell you what. If he goes off this week, trade him high. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Eagles versus the Raiders. The Raiders are favored by three points. The over-under is 50 and a half. The Eagles, I already told you how I feel about the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Jalen Hurts uh, is the only person I trust, really. Uh, but with the absence, with no Hurts anymore, Goddard is off. COVID IR, which means he is a tight end one. He's going to get the tight end one looks. He's going to see all of Zach Ertz's targets. Well, I'm not going to see all, because maybe they have a another tight end, but Goddard's getting most of the looks at the tight end position in, in that offense. Uh, Devontae Smith, he's a guy you just have to plug in your lineup, whether you like it or not, and you have to you have to, you know, you have to roll with the punches. You have to roll with the 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 the, the good weeks. You have to roll with the bad weeks. He's a guy. He just gets tons of targets every week, and what, what, he's just he's just so good. Like he's a wide receiver, wide receiver three flex option. You're not benching him this week with all the buys either. So, um, Miles Sanders is uh, very interesting to me as well. You're not playing Gainwell, but you can play Miles Sanders. You might not hate the production. I honestly think he can find the end zone this week. Uh, the Vegas Raiders actually are a pretty favorable matchup. Uh, 
But it wouldn't shock me either if Jalen Hurts ran the ball in, in, in instead of Miles Sanders. So uh, Miles Sanders is a guy. He's on the field a lot. He's getting a lot of looks. He's uh, he's on the field a lot. He's getting a lot of usage on the like his snaps counts. Everything is up. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr is one of those streaming options. You're obviously turning Darren Waller. I think Waller might find the end zone this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs. He, he's obviously you're obviously going to start him. Uh, Renfro and Ruggs are both flex options. It depends on what you want. Ruggs is more of the upside play. Renfro is more of the floor guy. Um, you can start them both. Uh, Kenyon Drake is very interesting. He had two touchdowns and six touches last week. That is a very high efficiency. I am not really sure. How Kenyon Drake is gonna do this uh, this week? Um, like if you start him, I think he's borderline flex worthy this week. If you have if you have to desperation, if you want to wait a week before you plug him into your lineup, then you wait a week. Uh, long story short, it's one of those things. It's a dart throw for Kenyon Drake. You don't know what you're gonna get from him. The only person I really trust in that rushing offense is Josh Jacobs, and I, d- I barely trust Josh Jacobs to be honest. He's a low end two. He might be a mid-tier two this week with all the buys. But uh, moving on to the next game, Lions versus the Rams. This is a very interesting game. We got a revenge game going on here for both guys. Jared Goff playing the Rams. Matthew Stafford playing the Lions. The Rams are 16-point favorites with an over-under of 50.5 in this game. You're obviously starting Stafford. You're obviously going to start Henderson. You're obviously going to start Cup, and you're probably going to start Woods this week. Tyler Hippie is also a start. There's not really anybody else I'm looking for in this game. If they get out to a league, they might sit their starters. So, um, long story short, uh, perhaps... You just hinder your expectations if you're hoping for big games from all these guys. Because if they get off to three three touchdown lead right off the rip, maybe they slow down a little bit. Maybe they use a little bit of Jake Funk. Sony Michelle is actually questionable uh, to play this game. So you might be able to see Jake Funk in this game. Uh, the Lions. Uh, they're probably going to be at a game script where they're going to have to throw the ball a ton. So Hawkinson... Uh, DeAndre Swift might get a lot of catches out of the backfield. They might not get a lot of rushing looks. Like I said, they're going to probably be playing from behind. Um, I think Khalif Raymond and Amaral St. Brown is are both kind of dark plays. The targets for St. Brown are there. Khalif Raymond has actually been used a lot as well. Uh, dark throws. Uh, and Jamal Williams, uh, he's, a, he's a bench grade for me today, uh, th- this week. I, I just don't like it. They're going to be behind. That he hasn't seen more than one target in every game in the last three weeks. So that being said, it's just a DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson on this, on this, and that's about it. Uh, going on to the next game, Arizona versus Texans. Arizona is 18-point favorites in this game, 47-and-a-half. Uh, you're obviously going to start Kyler DeHop. You're probably going to start Kirk and Green this week in bye weeks. Uh, Zach Ertz is a start uh, after being traded. And Max Williams going to IR. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be utilized, uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, but I guess the assumption is they just hops right into the Max Williams role. 
and maybe gets a few targets. Uh, maybe maybe he's used. Maybe he's better. I don't know. Uh, but you got James Conner. The game flow is actually favors Connor this week. He could go off for two touchdowns again this week. Um, Edmonds is banked up as well. Uh, but this game script really favors James Connor. I think you sit Edmonds this week and start Connor this week. Uh, honestly, Connor might be the best start this week. Um, whereas, like, I know Henderson might be one of the better starts this week as well. But James Connor, from a perspective, uh, they use him a lot, and he's been getting. He is number three or four in gold goal carries with touchdowns. So, James Connor is probably going to be my lock of the week this week. Um, and the only Texan I'm really considering starting in this game is Brandon Cooks. I'm not starting any running backs. If I had to start a running back, it's probably going to be David Johnson or Mark Ingram. Uh, that being said, I don't like any of those guys uh, except for Brandon Cooks, who he's probably going to get shut down in this game, but let's just be honest. He gets most of the looks, and I like it. Um, the Bears versus the Bucks in the next game. The Bucks are favored by 11.5. Um, the over-under is 47. We do have news already coming out that Gronk is out and Antonio Brown is already out. Uh, that being said, you are going to start Brady, you're going to start Fournette, you're going to start Godwin, you're going to start Edwards. And with Gronk being out, I honestly think O.J. Howard is one of those guys you can look at this week. He was utilized last week. He had six targets. He was targeted in the red zone. And it wouldn't shock me if he actually scored in this game. Again, I think O.J. Howard is one of those guys with Tom Brady, who has thrown the most passing yards this year, and he's... Up there in touchdowns as well. I don't know exactly where he falls, but um, this is a game where, I mean, the Bears have a pretty good run defense. Their, their defense is pretty good overall. But I still think O.J. Howard, he was used as, like, tight end screens. He was used in the red zone. He got some looks in the red zone inside the five. I think O.J. Howard might be my sneaky, sneaky play this week in DFS. Um, going to the Bears, you aren't starting fields, but here's, so you got Damian Williams, who's still on COVID IR. He technically has to test negative today to have a chance to play tomorrow. And I don't know if he's going to play. So if Khalil Herbert plays by himself this week again, I think you can start Khalil Herbert as a low end, too high in flex. Tampa Bay is one of those teams, though, where you have to hinder your expectations. They have been the best against the run in the last four weeks. That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true. I don't have stats to back it up. But you already knew going into this year that Tampa Bay's run defense was tough, and you had to hinder your expectations. You could throw on Tampa Bay, though. Therefore, Darnell Mooney and A-Rob, I think you can play in your lineups this week. I do have one scenario in one league where... If Damian Williams isn't playing, I'm starting Khalil Herbert. If Damian Williams is playing and then it's going to be a split backfield, I'm going to play Darnell Mooney. Uh, just because Darnell Mooney is one of those guys to where I like. Um, I like. And Allen Robinson has been depressing, but this is a game they have to throw the ball to probably have any chance uh, against the Buccaneers. Um, moving on to the next game. 
It's the Sunday night game. Colts versus 49ers. 49ers are four-point favorites. Over-under is 43. Uh, Carson Wentz is... He's benchable. Here's the thing. I like Carson Wentz rest of season. And he might squeeze into my top 15 quarterbacks rest of season. But this week against the 49ers, the 49ers are a team that have slowed down a lot of offenses already this year. And I think you can start... Uh, I, I don't think it could start Wentz this week, even with all the buys. I do like Wentz moving forward after this week. Jonathan Taylor, though, uh, you're definitely starting. Pittman, you're starting. T.Y. Hilton, you're starting. And honestly, I think Mo Ali Cox is a a, a um, an under-the-radar tight end that people aren't really looking at. He's probably available in a lot of leagues. Uh, week six, he had three targets, one reception, 28-yard touchdown. Um, but week five, he had four targets, three receptions, 50 yards. Week four, he had five targets, three receptions, 42 yards, and two touchdowns. Here's the thing. I think it's going to be inconsistency with Mo Cox, but I think he is the best tight end on the Colts, and I think he might be a guy that might have to be utilized in this game. Uh, now, T.Y. Hilton is coming off of an injury he did kind of aggravate his injury and injury last week. Uh, he's questionable, I think, coming into this game, but it's a Sunday night game, so just keep your eye out. Uh, keep your eye out. Um, uh, Garoppolo is coming off the injury report. Jamichael Hasty is off of IR, and Kittle is on IR still. So Garoppolo, I don't know if you start Garoppolo this week. Honestly, it's a good matchup, though. The Colts, their secondary is really awful. So maybe you could play Garoppolo, Debo, uh, Samuel this week, Elijah Mitchell, and Jamaica Hasty. Uh, Hasty is actually off of IR as well. He was activated. Um, so uh, I don't know the split, but I'm my guessing is it's going to be Elijah Mitchell one, and then Hasty two, and uh, yeah, and then Ayuk is a flex play with no Kittle. Maybe he sees more usage. Uh, but he's really in the doghouse for the 49ers. And that's going to wrap it up for the matchups this week. Um, I have to give you my best bets this week. Starts this week. Uh, my start this week, um, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan for reasons we talked about. I just like Matt Ryan uh, a lot. I think he has turned the ball. I He's turned it around uh, the last few weeks. Obviously, he was on bio last week. He's had 20-plus fantasy points um, So in the last few weeks. And a lot of it has to do with uh, the utilization of his weapons and his uh, weapons' ability to score and help him out. Uh, so I like Matt Ryan this week against Miami. My running back, it's going to be James Conner this week. Um like I said, James Conner, he's probably in my top 12 running backs this week rankings. Uh, but like I said, he's going to be my best play this week. Uh, tight end. It's It's got to be between... Should I just... Rookie Seals Jones Jr.? Like, can I say Rookie Seals Jones Jr. again this week? Um, or is that kind of boring? Um, let's see here. Um, 
Let's go. You know what? Let's just let's just go with the guy that I just talked about, Moelle Cox. Um, Mo Ellie Cox will find the end zone this Sunday night. That's that's my bet. Oh, I forgot a wide receiver here. My wide receiver this week. Uh, I'm gonna go Dante Pettis. I was um, in that Carolina New York Giants game. Um, he is gonna be my dart throw outside. He is going to finish as a wide receiver two this week. Inside the top 24. I think Moelle Cox is going to finish as a top tight end this week. He will be in the top 12. James Conner is going to be a top five running back this week. And Matt Ryan will be in the top 12. Um this week at QB position. So that, those are my bets. Those are my bets this week. My predictions at the positions. We will talk about the Monday Night Football game and wrap up tomorrow. Uh, Monday, actually. Uh, we'll do a recap on Sunday from Sunday games. And we'll talk about the Monday Night Football game and go from there. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm trying to keep these episodes shorter. 45 minutes to an hour somewhere in there even shorter today uh, a little bit shorter uh that being said i do want to give a shout out to the sleeper app because um that's where i get a lot of my updated news notes so if you don't have the sleeper app already please get the sleeper app uh and have a great weekend everybody